Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. And we are live now. Hello, Robert. How are you? Good. Glad to see you. It's been a while since we talked. Maybe a little too long. And uh, No worries. What do you want to talk about? Well, there's a lot to talk about, and so much has gone down since the last time we talked. It seems like the world has changed overnight. Seriously has, and... You know, I told John B. Wells that 2017 would be a bit of a circus and we would have front row seats, and holy shit, it's true. It's been a wild ride so far, right? Well, I think all of this started in 2012, and you're seeing the culmination of a cosmic change, and Trump is God's instrument, I hope. Um, what I'm seeing is the deep state is going down, and Trump has followed the advice of myself and William Binney and probably Vice Admiral Rogers, and he's tapped into the NSA databases. NSA, people don't realize, has everything, but they don't process 99% of it. So with some very specific guidance, the Trump team now has been able to tap into all of the NSA emails and all of the NSA cell phone captures, and they now have, I believe, I speculate, a complete map of every one of the elite traders, white-collar criminals, and pedophiles who many of Virgil were onto satanic murder of children. So Trump has it all. And I've seen over 857 sealed indictments. I suspect they're more like 2,500. Uh, and those who have not been indicted know that their head is on the chopping block. Trump has them by the balls, and that's a good thing. Oh, yes. And recently we just saw the scumbag Anthony Weiner get popped. And, of course, he's getting off rather lightly, in my opinion getting sent off to a medical facility, if I remember correctly. Uh, that's kind of light, Robert, don't, don't you think? I don't know, and I don't care. Uh, Anthony Weiners was God's instrument for giving us videotapes of Hillary Clinton, Huma Abedin, and children. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. Oh, my. So, can, can again, you... stressing my truth and reconciliation side, I'm not looking for vindictive justice against anyone. I'm actually looking for all of the information to come out in public so that the U.S. public is educated. It's more important to educate everybody than it is to hang a few wieners. Oh, I like that. <laughs> That's hilarious. And, and what do you what do you mean by by that, though? However, the mainstream media, the university, the labor unions, the religions, the government—they've all been lying to the public for decades, and. John Rappaport really has done beautifully on this. He's the master on describing the matrix. We are living inside of a massive falsehood. There is no scarcity on this planet. There is more than enough wealth on this planet for everybody to have, as they say in the Lord's Prayer, my daily bread. There is enough money and resources for everybody to have a house that doesn't leak, free electricity, free running water and healthy food that doesn't include Monsanto Roundup, which, by the way, there's a massive uh, class action lawsuit against Monsanto building up. Turns out Roundup causes cancer. Um, so we're going to see some major changes in the next few years. But what this all boils down to is that the highest duty of every citizen is to be educated and to be an active participant in self-governance. 
And we have moved so far away from that. But now I believe in the Internet, Dick Cheney's on record as saying it was a mistake to let the little people have the Internet. Everything's changed now. And I think that Donald Trump is taking care of the 1% with the NSA data and the Marine Corps. And he's not yet taking care of the 99%. And that's an area where I hope I can be helpful to him. What's the update with the UnRig campaign? Well, I have a federal lawsuit, which I will not discuss publicly, other than to say I think uh, we have a very compelling case demonstrating uh, slander, um, libel, uh, crowd stalking, which is a conspiracy, which is triple damages, um, and a, a loss of $200,000 on one campaign alone. Total loss is probably three to $400,000 times plus three. You know, we're, we're talking millions here. And then there's, of course, there's a damage to my reputation. I was, I still am, a recommended Nobel Peace Prize uh, nominee, but this crowd stalking campaign has destroyed me completely. It has ended virtually every aspect of my uh, my program for global education. So that lawsuit has to play itself out, and that'll take six months at least. Uh, hashtag on rig is out of money because of the defamation and the crowd stalking and the conspiracy and the torturous interference by Jason Goodman and his partner, Patricia Negron. She's trying to pretend she's not his partner, but we have ample documentation and evidence that she is. Uh, and then, of course, Queen Tut, now known to be a convicted felon, uh, Susan Lipsky. Um, so that is the main event now from now until January, February, March. Uh, Cynthia McKinney are still absolutely committed to pushing forward with hashtag on rig. We're still taking in volunteers for power cells. I have published an article, which I would be very pleased if you linked to this article and and got people to, to look at it. I was absolutely thrilled to see 2,400 referrals to Reddit of this article. Its title is How the Deep State Controls Social Media and Digitally Assassinates Critics. Hashtag Google Gestapo, Censorship and Crowd Stalking Made Easy. And in this article... I lay out the six different things that have happened to me to hashtag on rig in the last 90 days. And I basically believe that all six things are connected. And I'll just tell you the six things. And then we'll see in a court of law with discovery and a jury trial if we can connect these dots legally. Number one, a paid asset began a 90-day defamation campaign against me personally and hashtag on rig. Number two, the CEO of Meetup canceled a $77,000 paid professional program, 435 uh, Meetups, giving up that money. At the same time that the CEO of Meetup, Scott Hefferman, is providing $195,000 in fee waivers for 1,087 hashtag resist groups that are co-sponsored by the Anti-Defamation League of the uh, Zionist uh, uh, Network. That is an illegal, undeclared contribution by Scott Hefferman to the Democratic National Committee. The third thing that happened is that um, we had uh, a hit job on me, which I strongly suspect was suggested by Media Matters. But again, legal discovery will, will show us. Um, this hit job, based on my two-hour interview with Alex Jones on pedophilia... Oh, no. Um, yeah, basically, at the very end, someone was probably trying to set me up. They asked me a question about outer space. I said a couple of things, including the fact that we have a moon base 
that we've had for uh, Mars space, we've had for 15 years, and 10,000 people are there now and they're not coming back. So that media hit job reached 25 million people. So if you charge a dollar per person, that's $25 million in damage. Um, and then you had over 400 trolls. We have their names and we have all of the defamation, all of the statements they've made. What we don't have is the emails they've sent to Indiegogo and PayPal. Again, legal discovery. Will that help. sounds like a real headache, Robert. You know what? It's a gift from heaven because even though they destroyed me uh, in the short term, they have given me an opportunity to do something no one else has done. Have a jury trial with legal discovery that connects the dots across all six of these Zionist uh, means of censoring and digitally assassinating people. And let me just finish up. Number five, multiple denial of service attacks against my primary blog. We've traced these back to a rogue element of NASA as well as Delphi and Ashburn and a couple of others. Again, legal discovery will come to them by name. And let me emphasize the 400 trolls that have defamed me at YouTube and elsewhere are all legally liable for defamation. Uh, and last but not least, over at least 12, perhaps as many as 200 Zionist trolls have reported my personal website, the 58 Iota Public Intelligence Blog, as a pornographic website. And so Kaspersky has us as a pornographic website blocked for access from libraries all over the world, Jesus. governments, corporations, universities, the whole nine yards. Okay. So I call this six ways, 90 days. And you, you, I will give you the link and you can send people to it and they can see why 2,400 uh, Reddit people thought this was worthy of pointing toward the front page of Reddit. Sure. Um, I'm a happy man. It cost me $6 million in lost income to be recommended for the Nobel Peace Prize. Whatever the losses I have suffered from this defamation and crowd-stalking campaign led by Jason Goodman, probably on behalf of others, I believe that the money and the publicity and the education for the American public that comes out of this lawsuit will be worth any suffering that I have incurred. Well, I do hope you are awarded the victor in <laughs> this lawsuit. I mean, goddamn. That's terrible to hear, Robert, to be you honest know, with you. I, I was, uh, the, the CIA built the artificial intelligence staff around me back in 1986. And in the 1990s, I started watching social media. OSS.net is one of the first websites in, in the entire internet. Right. It was created in 1993. My editor was Eric Thies, who was the uh, internet editor for Wired Magazine, Dr. Eric Thies. And, um, I started watching and I started feeling this myself when I would make a comment on Rolling Stone or Slate or Truth Out or The Guardian in the United Kingdom. I would see my comments disappear. And it was actually about 10 years ago that I realized that the Zionists had perfected the art of digital assassination. What they do is anybody who makes a comment that is remotely critical of Israel is immediately reported by Zionist trolls as a hater a spammer, or more recently, a purveyor of pornographic materials. I, this is, is this a pornographic face. Oh, I not at all. Um, so I, I started to realize this, and then it wasn't until the last five or six years that I got really into the deep state. Now, I ran a false flag for CIA. No one died. And I'm one of the top authors on how to detect and evaluate false flags, along with Kevin Barrett and Jim Fetzer and a few others. It wasn't until very recently when I suffered all of these attacks personally and I started to collect evidence personally that I saw that all paths to the Anti-Defamation League 
The Anti-Defamation League is the Zionist social media surveillance system, enforcer, and assassin. The Anti-Defamation League, which is the co-sponsor of all of the hashtag resist meetups, and therefore I believe can tell CEO Scott Hefferman of Meetup what to do, because I think they're actually paying for those meetups and the fees are being waived by pretense. Again, legal discovery. We'll get to all of this. Um, so what this has really done is come together with several other serious missteps on the part of the Zionists to the point that I'm now writing an article on war in the Middle East in which I predict that Zionism is going to be thrown out of the United States within five years, certainly by 2020. I think it's gone by 2020, which is slightly less than five years. The next president of the United States, in my view, will be an independent with a coalition cabinet who will run on a plank of election reform, balanced budget, closing all military bases overseas, legalizing marijuana, nationalizing the Federal Reserve, if Donald Trump hasn't done that already, and eliminating the influence of foreign powers on the government, the economy, and society of the United States of America. And that starts with Zionists. And let me emphasize, Zionists are not Jews. Zionists are agents of a foreign power seeking to subvert the United States of America. Jews are normal, decent human beings. The 9 million Jews we have in the United States are normal people. They're our neighbors. They vote. There's absolutely nothing anti-Semitic or Jewish about this. This is about focusing on the Zionists and their myths and their abuse of the anti-Semitic meme in order to defend what are essentially crimes against humanity and crimes against the government of the United States of America. Can you give us a brief description of the deep state? I know lots of people out there listening probably aren't really aware of what the deep state really is. Can you give us a breakdown, sir? I'm, I'm glad you asked that because too many people think that the deep state yeah, is there, just there, unelected officials. Yeah, there, there's some confusion. Right. So people need to understand that the deep state starts at the very top with the banking families. And I'm talking about the Vatican Jesuit superior general who controls the Vatican gold going back centuries. The Vatican is by far the richest power on earth with the possible exception of the Chinese families. And then you have the Rothschilds and the banking families, the city of London, Wall Street, Rockefellers, Morgans, and so right. forth. That's the top of the pyramid. And so you have roughly 12 actual physical families that then control everything else through the banks, through the Freemasons, and through the Knights of Malta and other secret societies. And I really want to emphasize that 80 to 90% of all the people that work for banks or that are Freemasons or that are Knights of Malta or whatever are good people trapped in a bad system. It's the very highest levels that are used to commit treason across national boundaries. And then you have the political parties. Around the world, what they have done is they have arranged for governments to be run by two political parties that exclude 70% of the voters and are essentially a, a two-party tyranny. In the United States of America, the Democrats control 17% of the vote. The Republicans control 13% of the vote. The other 70% of the voters don't count, okay? So this is a control mechanism. And then below that, you have the secret intelligence services, which are the enforcers and the blackmail. We now know not only has the Mossad been spying on and blackmailing the uh, members of Congress through Jeffrey Epstein and Lolita Island and, oh and so forth, yes. and also through the Awan brothers who are Pakistani fall guys or patsies, Debbie Wasserman Schultz and Chuck Schumer are both full agents of Mossad and should be investigated for treason. Uh, they should be moving toward indictment, both of them. I mean, Chuck Schumer 
and Debbie Wasserman Schultz. Um, and probably Nancy Pelosi as well. Uh, and then below that, you have entrenched bureaucrats who have sworn loyalties to someone other than the Constitution of the United States. You have the Pentecostals, the Evangelicals, Opus Dei. Uh, you have, of course, the, the dual citizen, U.S. citizens. Um, and then you have others who, for various reasons, whether bribery or blackmail or whatever, choose to betray the United States of America. And this deep state has been successful at essentially looting the public treasury. Uh, Catherine Austin Fitz and a couple of professors have done a wonderful job of, of actually documenting over $21 trillion stolen My God. from the United States of America and the American public, the American treasury. Okay. Now, again, remember, I'm a truth and reconciliation right. guy. What has changed, and I'm also the top commentator on the deep state, but I want to give a shout out to Peter Dale Scott, who wrote the original book on the deep state. But the media was, the mainstream media was able to repress that book. Oh, yes. It wasn't until I became popular on the alt-right video network that we got deep state, false flag, and fake news into the, the modern public vernacular. What has changed, apart from the Internet, is the election of Donald Trump. He is our legitimately elected president. And he fumbled around at first, but I'm proud to say that William Binney, whom I'm proud to call a colleague and a friend, Binney is for NSA what I am for CIA, one of the top honest executives who wants to get it right. We helped Jeff Sessions, and Admiral Rogers may have helped Jeff Sessions. I'm not sure on that. We helped him understand that he could go into the NSA databases where 99% of everything NSA has collected has not been processed. NSA has every email and every cell phone call going back at least 10 years across not just the United States of America, but much of the world, and certainly including the United Kingdom, which is pedophile central. Um, I believe that Donald Trump now has an absolutely perfect map of every traitor, every white-collar criminal, and every pedophile who borders over, and, and not just pedophiles, but the pedophile satanists that murder children. The average life expectancy of a child going into the pedophile world is two years. Okay. Oh, by the way, this is my Marine Corps rank. Oh, nice. Um, so I believe that Trump, with help from NSA and help from the Marine Corps, is now in a position to take down the deep state. I've seen written evidence that there are over 857 sealed indictments. I believe it's closer to 2,500. But more importantly, forget about the indictment. Everybody else that is indictable knows it. Trump now has the deep state by the balls. What he doesn't have is the hearts and minds of the American people. Right. He's, he's lost half of us in the alt-right. He never had the alt-left, although I tried to give him Cynthia McKinney and, uh, and hashtag on rig as a gift. And he's absolutely nowhere with the independents, the libertarians, and the greens. Or the other parties, Constitution, for example. I mean, Virgil Good is still one of my heroes. So what I'd like to see Trump do Apart from what he's already doing, which I'm, by the way, I'm quite certain as an observer with no direct knowledge that Trump cut a deal with Putin the first time they met. That deal was rapidly expanded to include Xi. And according to Benjamin Fulford, Xi, Putin and Trump met again in Vietnam off the books, off the record. And they are all three confirmed as waging peace and burying the deep state. And I think that's going to include the nationalization of every central bank in the world. Uh, and, of course, blocking out the International Monetary Fund, the World Bank, all of these puppets of the banking families are, are going down. A new gold-backed world currency is coming out. 
Um, and I don't know the details, nor am I smart enough to understand the economic details. But I also believe Trump has it within his power to mandate a debt jubilee in the United States of America. Um, and that would be one of the most exciting things ever to happen in modern American history. So there's a lot going on there. What's not happening is election reform, a Trump channel, and a national conversation about grand strategy and where does this country want to go. And that's where Trump has to lead if he wants to be the greatest president ever and if he wants to not be impeached in 2018. If he doesn't do the Election Reform Act, the Democrats are going to take back not just the House but the Senate. Trump will be impeached, convicted, and Mike Pence, a deep state president from Indiana, um, which has deep, deep problems, uh, is going to be our president. Oh, so no. I hope that Trump is triumphant against the 1%, but now he needs to think about being triumphant with the 99%. I also heard that Joe Biden was possibly going to run for president. Uh, but where do you stand with Joe Biden? I believe Joe Biden is very much an alleged pedophile. I believe Joe Biden is very much under the control of the Catholic Church. I believe Joe Biden is a really excellent person who I myself encouraged to run for president before I realized he had some... Um, some issues. Yeah, there's some weird stuff uh, about him. No I doubt. believe that if Joe Biden runs for president, he will be destroyed in detail by facts. Yeah, there's some strange videos of him and him being around children. I'm sure you've seen Little that. Girls what 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 the hell was that? You know, that's creepy. Everybody everybody has their inclinations. Everybody does bad things. Let me say let me say something about all of these allegations that are coming out against Judge Moore yeah, and a whole bunch I'm, of other people. I'm glad about. you brought that up because I was going to ask you about your Let opinion me tell you on what Roy. That is that is that is a distraction. That is a distraction. There is absolutely as horrible as it might be, there is absolutely no comparison between heterosexual groping and unwanted advances among adults and sodomizing and murdering children. So two different things. Very different things. Right? And back in the day, and I have to say this because I know people who who I consider very respectful people. Understood. But back in the 80s, actually back from the 60s, 70s, and 80s, it was fashionable for kids to, for for basically sex to begin at the age of about 15 to 60. I mean, here in Virginia, the state has paid for matchboxes all across Southern Virginia saying, don't you think 12 is too young? Okay. Because the reality is kids have been menstruating earlier and getting into sex earlier. And that's just a fact of life. It's going on today. But, yes. But there is no comparison between consensual sex or heterosexual sex and pedophilia with slaves who are then murdered. That's the big story. And that's the story the mainstream media does not want us to cover. And that's why a hit job was taken out on me, I believe. Because I did two hours with Alex Jones on pedophilia. I'm a member. I'm a commissioner on the International Tribunal for Natural Justice Project on pedophilia. And I am the guy who wrote the foreword and has been nurturing a book by West Point graduate Joaquin, Joaquin uh, Hagopian on pedophilia and empire, Satan, sodomy, and the deep state. And the first 10 chapters are free online and also Kindle shorts. This book is going to be the A to Z encyclopedia for pedophilia. It has already castrated the Catholic Church. It has already castrated the U.S. military and Dynacor and other contractors and CIA. And the next seven to eight chapters are going to castrate Wall Street and the mainstream media. Is the military still trafficking children? Yes. 
Oh, I was hoping you wouldn't say that. Look, one of the things that's very important to emphasize is that 80 to 90 percent of the people in the military are good people trapped in a bad system. You should, your readers should consider reading, um, uh, Colonel, uh, Fletcher Prudy's book, The Secret Team. This is the way it works. A really bad person at CIA gets to their really bad person of the Pentagon and says, hey, CIA needs to run a mission. We need to run a uh, C-17 or whatever they're called from uh, Phuket, Thailand, all the way into Scott Air Force Base, and the cargo is going to be people. It's a cultural mission, uh, sensitive stuff. I can't really brief you about it, uh, but please frag a bird for us. No problem. And they do it. And so... 200 or 300 children are loaded on this aircraft, which flies into Scott Air Force Base and lands in the middle of the night. They're put on buses and they vanish. These children are not registered in the United States of America. No birth certificates, no passports, no arrival documentation. We've just delivered 250 kids to the pedophiles who can be murdered with impunity because no one is going to notice when they're gone. Yeah, it's pretty dark. It's even darker. We have morons in the United States who are giving birth to children as a cash crop and selling them before they get a birth certificate. Yeah, that's that's um, awful to think that this is even happening. It's happening because we don't have a legitimate Federal Bureau of Investigation. We don't have a legitimate way of actually making the 18,000 police jurisdictions across the United States of America work for the public. There is too much going on that is not accountable. The military, I mean, I have said on the record that we have a thousand bases overseas, not to help national defense, but to serve as lily pads for smuggling gold, guns, drugs, cash, and small children. Okay? If I were president or if I were an advisor to the president, I wouldn't make decisions myself. I would ask the American people to make decisions after first properly briefing them up. Among our three highest priorities in the next 180 days, in my humble opinion, are closing all U.S. military bases overseas, ending U.S. financial support to all dictators and the Zionist state of Israel, uh, and nationalizing the Federal Reserve. And somewhere in there, I want to legalize marijuana and hemp, and I'd like to declare a debt jubilee, because the debt that the Americans owe in student debt and health debt and small business debt and credit card debt is all, in my view, illicit debt which has been vastly uh, outweighed by the $21 trillion that has been stolen from the U.S. public and the U.S. economy by the banks. Yes, and I do want to make it clear that you have tried to get the attention of Donald Trump, and I, I believe you have, and you wrote him a couple of memos, correct? I've written him five memos, plus one to Jeff Sessions. All of them were delivered. I've been told that Trump has read them. I've been told that Trump is considering my open source agency and Trump channel idea. I've been told that Trump has been discouraged from thinking about election reform. And I believe the people discouraging Trump in that direction are essentially traitors. They don't want the two-party tyranny to go away. They are being bribed by the two-party tyranny to protect the two-party tyranny. And this is the key for Donald Trump. He needs to create a movement in which he captures the hearts and minds of at least 60% of the American public. If Donald Trump can capture the hearts and minds of 60% of the American public, and if he can put a swing vote of 50 independent libertarian green constitution, even working families, members of Congress in the House of Representatives, and 10 independents, libertarians, and greens in the Senate, that ends the two-party tyranny, and that begins the era of evidence-based governance. 
So for me, Trump, I think, has survived and has succeeded brilliantly against the 1%. Now he needs to capture the 99% and clean house completely. And that includes cutting the federal government by 50%, if not 60%. And I agree with you fully that this two-party system we have has been driving us to the ground for such a long time. We are indeed due for some serious change. No doubt about that. But of course, those in the mainstream, they will try very, very hard to keep that two-party system alive. And their influence is obviously, it just overtakes everyone's opinion easily well, because their, it's on their television. Influence is diminishing. You know, CIA created the term conspiracy theorist to, Correct. to diminish the people that were questioning the Warren Commission. Report. The main, yeah. And the fake news meme was created to diminish the people who were questioning the mainstream media, only it flipped back against them. I mean, I, on the rare occasions when I look at, at crap news network or the Washington compost or the New York crimes, <laughs> yes. these people are morons. Oh, no they're, doubt. They're, they're, they're not only morons, they're traitors. I mean, anybody who can tell the public that the Russians hacked the election is either stupid or a criminal. Um, you know, the CIA report on page A13 says our judgments are not based on evidence, you know, in black and white. Um, so I, I think that we're getting there. I really believe 2018 is going to be a very good year for America and a very good year for the world. Right. And I believe that Donald Trump and Vladimir Putin and uh, General Secretary Xi Jinping have a grip on reality. They clearly understand the deep state and how to beat it. I think they're going to beat the deep state. But what Trump has not yet done is calmed the 99% and shown the 99% that there is a way forward. Certainly a debt jubilee would be huge. Uh, that would, that would rock the country in a very positive way. Legalizing marijuana would rock the country. In a oh, yes. Way. Nationalizing the Federal Reserve would rock the country in a positive way. Bringing our troops and their wallets home to America, closing our bases overseas. That's the Nobel Peace Prize right there. Yeah. And, you know, I, I know we are limited in time, but there are a few different little things we, we could cover really quickly go, go, here. Go. I won't, I won't limit you at this point. Just do what you want. Oh, to do. okay. Well, I, I do want to bring up Donna Brazil and her new book. Uh, let, let's get into that. I thought that was very interesting, especially her interview on Hannity. I, I thought that was good. But you know what? Before we do that, that reminds me. Um, Mr. Moore was on Hannity as well. I'm sure you saw that interview. And my goodness, that I don't think that was very wise of him to go on Hannity's show. Uh, his PR should definitely be talked to. It, it didn't look good. I don't know and I don't care. Bottom line here is that Judge Moore represents the will of the people against the will of the two-party tyranny. And very candidly, I will take a convicted felon who hates the two-party tyranny over a sanctimonious judge who works for the two-party tyranny any day of the week. Understood. Yes. Now let's go back to Donna Brazil and her new book. Speaking of felons. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yes. My goodness. All, all sorts of strange things coming out, out of that. Obviously, we already know Clinton rigged the primary against Sanders. We We all read that. Um, well, I was there. I mean, you know, Stanford University documented that, that Clinton stole 13 primaries from Sanders, and Sanders knew it. Look, Sanders is a Democratic suck-up. He's never been an independent. Sanders has always been uh, a toady to the Democratic Party. He's always been a fraud. Uh, now, 
The Sandernistas are not frauds. They are deeply moved people, and I really believe, and the reason that Cynthia McKinney, an alt-left black woman, and me, an alt-right white guy, um, got together was because we believe that the people on the alt-right and the alt-left both share the same values of wanting America to honor the Constitution and be of, by, and for we the people. And we believe that if the alt-left and the alt-right and the Latinos come together in particular, then we can have this national conversation based on evidence and make decisions that favor the public interest. Right now, the U.S. government is still corrupt, and as well-intentioned as Donald Trump may be, his health plan and his tax plan are both crap. They're not in the public interest. Yes. And where do you stand on the whole Seth Rich uh, murder? Do you believe John Podesta is responsible for that? Until I have seen Seth Rich's, Seth Rich's body and put a bullet into his head myself to make sure it doesn't twitch, I don't believe he's dead. Um, the, the Seth Rich reached the hospital very much alive, and his doctor was not allowed to see him the next morning. There have been reports of him being in, in Israel. I don't know what the facts of the matter are. However, I do know. There is no death certificate, and the family is not suing the hospital. I also believe that Israel decided to throw the DNC and Clinton under the bus once the Trump campaign reached a certain point. And Seth Rich was, in effect, a Mossad-driven gift to Donald Trump. Uh, Seth Rich was, in all likelihood, some kind of Debbie Wasserman Schultz Mossad operation. Um, until I've seen the body, I don't believe he's dead. I say the same thing about Osama bin Laden. Oh, Osama bin Laden died in 2001. That's what I believe. Uh, Steve Piesnack and I are totally on board with that. He, his obituary appeared in an Egyptian newspaper. CIA then rolled out multiple bin Ladens. And we know for a fact now that the last bin Laden was a patsy provided by the Pakistani military to Leon Panetta and Barack Obama as a, as a uh, pre-election gift. Leon Panetta murdered SEALs as a political theatrical stunt to help Obama get reelected. For that alone, Panetta should be on a very small island someplace. Now, I do definitely want your opinion on Hillary Clinton. Will she ever be locked up, as they say? I don't think so. Uh, in fact, in a perfect world, Hillary Clinton would have a heart attack by the 1st of January. Yeah, I don't even know if she's human. <laughs> Let's not go there. I know, I I'm don't kidding. do shape-shifting reptilians. I'm joking. <laughs> uh, I'm glad I made you laugh, though. But I will tell you that I think Hillary Clinton is over. Uh, I think uh, Bill and Chelsea Clinton will be very, very lucky if they're not destroyed in every sense of the word in the next few years. But again, I'm a truth and reconciliation guy. Right. I have absolutely no problem. If I were president, I would give the Clintons a buy after taking back most of the money and putting it back into the public treasury. And I would essentially say, if I ever hear your name again in public, you're going to have a heart attack by the end of the week. <laughs> Interesting. And the same goes for the Bushes and the Obamas. Right. Now, an another thing I, I did want your opinion on was uh, cryptocurrency. Any opinion on that, sir? Well, it helps to be friends with John McAfee, who I like very much. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, and we've had this discussion. And I would say that I believe that of the 2,000 or so Bitcoin or the 2,000 or so cryptocurrency offerings, about 50 are viable and survivable. 
a lot of people are going to lose a lot of money on all of these scam coin offerings. Um, there are some that are tried and true, um, and I'm not an expert on this, so I'm staying out of that. Um, McAfee coin is coming out at the end of the month. It's already sold out to the, to the early investor buyers. It's coming out at the end of the month. It'll be available through Switzerland, but it's not going to be offered in the United States because he doesn't want to deal with the SEC, and I don't blame him. I don't either. Uh, China, let me make a point. China outlawed cyber currency, which was a huge negative for John's plans because it's essentially Chinese in nature, and it's intended to meet the needs of the Chinese market. But I believe that China is very clever, and the primary reason China outlawed cyber coins was to eliminate all the scams. And eliminate all the fly-by-night, you know, stuff. Right. I believe that cyber currency is inevitable and that China, Russia, and the United States will eventually have a unified approach to cyber currency that works for everybody. Now, let me go a step further. I have a letter of interest from the NATO Innovation Hub on my idea for integrating four cryptos. I'm not the guy to do it, but I want to bury Google. Um I'm sick and tired of Google Gestapo and and all the evil that Larry Page and Sergey Brin and Eric Schmidt are doing. Um, there are four crypto platforms that are needed, and they all need to run together. Crypto coin needs to actually be crypto value and not only be able to store coin value, but store labor hours, subject matter expertise, location, and all other forms of value and not be corruptible. And then you have crypto exchange. We need to be able to have forums and express our opinions and exercise our First Amendment rights without being censored or manipulated by Google, by Twitter, by Facebook. I mean, you want to talk about hacking the election. Twitter has now publicly admitted they repressed 50% of the anti-Hillary Clinton tweets and 25% of the anti-alleged pedophile John Podesta tweets in the weeks leading up to the election. Twitter hacked the election, not the Russian. Okay? So, Cyber crypto exchange is the second platform. Crypto tools is the third. The CEOs of our information industry are not exactly retarded and not exactly criminal, but they are to say, at a minimum, not seriously interested in the public interest. We've known since 1989 when Diane Webb and Dennis McCormick at CIA under Gordon Ayler's sponsorship created computer assisted tools for the analysis of SMT catalyst. 18 functionalities that we've known have been needed for processing data from back office, all from data center all the way up to the desktop. Things like pattern analysis, anomaly detection, uh, time and space orientation, and so forth. These tools don't exist today in one platform because Bill Gates decided to retard the entire U.S. information industry for his pleasure, convenience, and profit. He kept migrating and mutating the application program interfaces in Microsoft so that even though Microsoft was a standard that was mandated by many companies and governments, it was absolutely useless as a third-party developer platform for sense-making tools. So we need to do that, and we need to, of course, go open source, and nobody should be required to buy Microsoft in order to read any document by anybody. Um, so crypto tools is the third platform. And finally, crypto intelligence. What we're finding now is what I have found, and I did my second graduate thesis on this, among other things, is 1% of all scientific papers that are written 
are published. And the 1% of the, and the papers that are written probably represent 1% of the knowledge. So when you're looking at Reed Elsevier and you're looking at Thompson and all these other people that are whining about Sci-Hub in Russia. Right. Um, they're dealing with 1% published of 1% written of 1% known. Okay. We're nowhere near getting to a world brain. 50% of the world, 50% of the human brains are not connected to the internet. So the next big leap is creating an open source, an open-based transceiver station. A cell phone is nothing more than a fancy ham radio. We need to create a simplified open-based transceiver station and a simplified free cell phone that is more than enough to connect any individual to all other individuals and to call centers that can educate them one cell call at a time. Okay? And that's how you power up humanity. Um, and then you combine that with my open source center idea, which is why I was recommended for the Nobel Peace Prize. The whole concept of lifting the five billion poor with open source everything engineering that costs 10% of what it costs today to do anything. For example, a John Deere tractor, $250,000. Can't repair it because the software is secret. Right. An open source tractor, $10,000. You can repair it with plug and play parts printed from plastic on a 3D printer in the farmer's house. Okay. I mean, the, the contrast is remarkable. We're about to move into free energy, which then makes unlimited desalinated water possible, which then makes aquaponics possible, which buries Monsanto. And oh, by the way, there's a new massive class action lawsuit against Monsanto because it turns out Roundout, uh, Roundup causes cancer, apart from poisoning the ground and, and messing up your, your gene pool and everything else. I predict that within 10 years, Monsanto, Coca-Cola, and Nestle will be out of business. Yeah, some very interesting points you brought up there. And, of course, going back to Google, there was an article that just talked about how Google keeps copies, uh, clips made each time you activate one of their voice assistants. Uh, Oh, no, it's much worse than that. Yes, it goes further. And it's not just Google. It's a lot Um, of places, but I I think a lot of people aren't fully aware of these. Your microphone and your camera are always on. Right. And every Mm -hmm. application, and John McAfee has been very good about speaking to this in public, every application on your smart cell phone is essentially your enemy. Right. And and I just wanted to say that people aren't even aware of the these sophisticated tools that have been around since the 90s. I mean – I remember back in back in early what 1998 99 I myself was having a little bit of fun with uh, certain things you could do certain execution files you could manipulate a a user to click and then Look, you could I, compromise I, their computer I, I admire your your knowledge I I opened hackers on planet earth and to my eternal shame I introduced NSA to hackers in 1993 Yes um I wrote the first warning letter to the White House in 1994. Did I already mention that on the show? I don't think you have. Okay. Let's in get into 1994, that. first off, I not only created my own conference, Open Source Solutions, in 1992, but I was one of three co-founders with Wynn Schwartow, the leader of the first Information Warfare Conference. 1994, I wrote a letter to Marty Harris, who was the White House lead for cybersecurity, and it was co-signed by Jim Anderson, the top computer security engineer at NSA, and Wynn Schwartow and Bill Kiley in Australia. And we said to the White House, cyberspace is out of control and is going to be a national disaster zone unless you begin investing $1 billion a year today. And this was in 1994 dollars. Wow. The White House never responded to that letter. But I, I, I was a member of various national committees, including 
committees that NSA briefed. And my understanding was that NSA was given the mission of securing U.S. communications and computing. NSA betrayed the public trust in the 1990s by going to the CEOs of Dell, Hewlett-Packard, IBM, Microsoft, and others, and this is all a matter of public record, and all of those CEOs violated their fiduciary responsibilities and agreed to create infantile backdoors in all of their AT&T, all of their communications and computing systems for NSA's convenience. And this has gone on to this day. I mean, the, the latest Intel chip, as of two or three months ago, the latest Intel chip has an NSA hardwired backdoor in it. Okay? This is unconscionable. Oh, yes. Okay? So part of the reason I want the open source agency is because I believe the, the security of U.S. communications and computing needs to migrate away from NSA and to the open source agency, and we need to create an open source solution for communications and computing security um, that is totally encrypted and cannot be broken by the government. And Bill Binney, by the way, has told Jeff Sessions that any time he wants to get NSA back within the rule of law, it's possible to completely accomplish the signals intelligence mission within the rule of law by using the methods that uh, Bill Binney and uh, Kirk Wiebe and others, uh, Tom Drake, uh, pioneered. Okay, so we have some real problems. I mean, I was asked on one program, might have been PBS, if, if our cybersecurity was like a house with no locks and doors. And I said, no, it's like a gauze tent surrounded by drunk teenagers all carrying lit matches. <laughs> yes. Okay, what That's we accurate. have today is a disgrace. And it's a disgrace because of treason at the highest levels, not only in the U.S. government, but among the CEOs of Dell, HP, IBM. And so, I mean, there ought to be massive, massive uh, class action stockholder lawsuits against these CEOs going back into time. Yeah, Anyone I agree. Still alive should be made destitute. Yeah, it's it's phenomenal. The the corruption and, and just just the and dishonesty. Yeah. If I pronounce that mm -hmm. correctly. These people believe they can do shit with impunity. Right. And Matabi, to his credit, Matabi's written two really great books. One is called Griftopia. The other is called The Divide. There are two legal systems in the United States, one for the rich and one for the rest of us. The rich don't go to jail outside of really stupid, symbolic things like Martha Stewart being sent to knit for, for six months in jail. Yeah. Uh, Jeffrey Epstein, slap on the wrist, but I believe that's because he's protected by the CIA. Yeah, these and Lolita people. Island is a, yeah. Let me finish this. Go I ahead. believe Lolita Island is a joint CIA Mossad operation. Congress hasn't figured that out yet. Yeah, these people never go to jail, and I've said that so many times on this program. They just never go to jail. It's remarkable. Well, and I'm not I'm not keen on sending them to jail either, but I am keen on getting the truth on the table. Right. I, I personally, I don't like seeing. All these allegations of sexual harassment from the 1980s to further back in time. I don't, I don't want to see people lose everything. I, I don't like seeing that. But of course. Well, it's just like the Confederate right. War and, and the statutes, okay? Yeah. I mean, it is reprehensible to me to dishonor Robert E. Lee. Um, and we now know that the Civil War was a bankers. We now know that the Civil War was not about slavery. It was about the, new, the North having the right to loot the South for 12 years. Okay? So I am really concerned when we allow the mainstream media and the academy. Um, academic institutions today have sunk to a new low. They can no longer be trusted to teach the truth. They can no longer be trusted to even know what the truth is. 
People are losing their jobs over challenging the government narrative. And that's what tenure was supposed to be all about. So we're, we're at a point in time now where we need to actually rebuild American intelligence and American integrity from the ground up. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're 100% right on that. And let, let's get into false flag operations. Of course, you are on the record as saying you were a former spy and that you've conducted false flag operations in the past. One false flag one, operation. One, yes. Can you tell us anything about that at all? Well, let me say that first off, a false flag operation, the term originated in maritime warfare. Pirates would fly the flag of their prey until they got close enough to surprise them. And so also would nations. So the Spanish would fly a French flag while they were sneaking up on a French frigate or, or something in the middle of the ocean. So false flag means nothing more or less than not what it appears to be. Certainly not going to discuss the false flag that I did. Um, but I have written and Kevin Barrett and Jim Fetzer have written extensively on how to detect a false flag and how to evaluate who done it and who benefits and all of this. Most of the incidents, including 9-11, uh, Sandy Hook, the Boston bombing, San Bernardino, Orlando, these have all been false flags. These have all been operations intended to instill fear and justify increased budgets for Homeland Security. If I were president, Homeland Security would be eliminated and the Transportation Security Agency would be the first to be put on the block. I've had a large black guy's hands on my lily-white balls in <laughs> St. Louis, Missouri, because the small, white, bearded puke was his supervisor, didn't have the balls to tell this guy to back off. And the reason he singled me out was because I was traveling with black Congresswoman McKinney right. and a U.S. citizen who worked for the great Satan, Iranian press TV, and as a courtesy to them, as a retired federal officer who is incidentally a global entry trusted traveler, I went over to the supervisor. I said, hey, I just want you to know, because they have a gaggle. Every time an Iranian travels to the United States, they have this TSA gaggle and 16 TSA officers show up and then they strip search five or six people. As a courtesy, I went over to this guy. I said, hey, I want you to know that the Iranian that you're targeting is traveling with Congresswoman Cynthia McKinney. And so then this large black guy says, well, you know, we're just doing our job. I said, yeah, so did the Nazi guards. He did not like that. Oh, no. So he decided he wanted to feel me up in revenge, and he did. And I'll get my revenge eventually. I'm going to put TSA out of business. Yeah, you were sexually assaulted almost. <laughs> well, I don't know if it was good for him. It wasn't good. <laughs> my goodness, yes. I, 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 I definitely don't like traveling, and, of course, I definitely don't like the TSA. They get very handsy with you. Yeah. I don't oh, like by that. By the way, because some moron's going to say I'm a racist, let me point out I'm 4% black. I don't think you're a racist at all. Ancestry.com. Who, who was saying you're a racist, Robert? No, 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 no. You know, listen, people are going to, people are going to, are going to get to it. Oh, uh, yeah. I, and, and Cynthia and I have talked about this because Cynthia has said that all the bad things that used to happen to black people and still do are now happening to white people. Shit, she's right. Listen, the reason Cynthia encouraged me to talk about this black-white thing at St. Louis, Missouri, uh, is because the white people now need to understand that they can't win the war against the deep state without the black people. And Cynthia is telling the black people they can't win the war against the deep state without the white people. And so what we're trying to do with hashtag unrig is overcome the divide and conquer gender race war stuff 
that hashtag resist and George Sotos and Eric Schmidt and uh, and all these other people are trying to use to split us up. That's what we, they're trying, yeah. Trying to divide us as best we can. It's 99% against the 1%. Right. And by the way, where where is Cynthia McKinney at currently? Right now she's in Bangladesh. Oh, she's, she's still... teaching a master's program. Okay, so she's not over here yet. Oh, she's been here twice. But again, uh, Jason Goodman and his people put us out of business. They managed to destroy Hashtag Unread. They managed to take our funding from $29,000 all the way down to the last one was $250. Okay, so we've suffered a severe financial loss yeah. of over, I would say, three to $400,000 because of this crowd stocking and so forth. But again, I'm not going to litigate this case in public. We're, no, we're moving no doubt. steadily toward a court date. Uh, I have asked for and demanded a jury trial. Uh, we are going to do discovery like it's never been done before. It is going to be comprehensive, and I am going to connect dots. People are just beginning to understand exist. Well, I'm excited for that. I am, too. I am, too. If if I have to die, I want to die connecting dots. Understood. People definitely get what they deserve in this world, I truly believe. I honestly well, believe Robert that. Robert has it. I might live to be 105, but I'm I'm not supposed to uh, plan on it. Well, Robert, uh, with, with technology today, if if you are able to survive the next five years, the possibilities are endless. A lot of good things are happening, which is why I, I worry a lot about obesity. I worry a lot about a stupid public that's going to be alive for 40 to 50 more years. Oh, God. We really need to rethink our whole approach to public health and education. We need to think our whole approach to work. Um, there is some very heavy lifting that needs to be done if we are to create heaven on earth, which I do believe we will create in the next 25 years. I am absolutely certain we're at the beginning of a thousand-year cycle of peace and prosperity. Um, and the next five to 15 years are going to be the tough transition year. Yes, and we are definitely coming to a close here. I don't want to take too much of your time up. But I do want to ask you this question. When it's all said and done, how would you like to be remembered, Robert? Oh, my. What a nice question. I'd like to be remembered as the guy who could not tell a lie and who did his very, very best to put public intelligence in the public service. You know, Robert, I think you are one of the most interesting and sincere guests I've, I've ever talked to. And it's always an honor and privilege to speak to you. Well, thank you. I'd be glad if you encourage people to send donations because we are literally bankrupt because of these people that we're suing in federal court. Yes, I will definitely put those links up and try to get more people to join the cause because it's really it's 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 a very serious issue that you are going well, through. Let me say on a positive note that, that when all is said and done in the spring, uh, after all this legal stuff is concluded, Cynthia and I believe that hashtag on rig will come back. And it's also international. One third of our, uh, one third of our power cell members are international from across the Commonwealth, for example. Uh, the other thing I will tell you is I have not given up on Donald Trump personally introducing the election reform act himself. Uh, that has always been my intent. I created hashtag on rig as a gift for our president so that he could then reach out to the hearts and minds of all Americans, not just the, the ones controlled by the two party tyranny. So my game plan is still in motion with respect to the president. But until we settle this lawsuit, um, hashtag on rig has been effectively destroyed by the misbehavior of Jason Goodman and Patricia Negron and Susan Lipsky, or whatever her name is, Queen Tut. Oh, my. Yes, I, I find it very hard to refer to any 
grown man or woman as a king or queen. It's just a little pretentious. <laughs> but, you know, some people collect stamps. What, what can you do? No, no worries. Listen, thanks for a great interview, and uh, I'll send you the links. Uh, and certainly I would be glad to have some, some donations because, uh, we have, we still have the RV, uh, but I can't afford the insurance and the storage. For right, it. right. Um, and so it'd be great to get some donations to carry us forward until this lawsuit sees its, uh, sees its due course, hopefully with a jury trial and a jury award. Understood. Once again, I do want to thank you very much for being on the program and we will touch base in the near future, Robert. I definitely feel so. God bless America. Bye bye. Right. Bye bye. Take care, Robert. And there he goes, folks. That was Mr. Robert David Steele. I do want to thank all of you out there for being here. That concludes today's broadcast. If you enjoyed this program and want to help keep the program expanding, go to michaeldeacon.com and donate any amount you want there. And, of course, please donate to Mr. Robert David Steele, who's going through lots of trouble, as you just heard. Please remember, this program completely depends on its listeners. That means you right now sitting there. Be a friend. Share the show. Of course, I'll be back tomorrow with Mr. Peter Robbins. Of course, that will be for 1 p.m. That's 4 p.m. Eastern Time. I hope you'll be there. I'm Michael Deacon. Thanks for listening. And with that said, the world is a mysterious place. And life itself is a mystery. Until next time, good night, everybody. Hard hard I'm not that way. I'm a Christian. Not about a yeah. school. Not about a yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You mentioned the Illuminati, and we won't go into it behind them, but the Illuminati certainly is part of the whole thing. But the top members of the Illuminati are open worshippers. I could tell that all the mainstream media outlets were giving me like bullshit. Like, if you can just see it, it's clear. <laughs> appropriate. I wish I could be in that ring with Holden right now. It's crazy. I had no idea this shit existed before 726. Oh, Grammy. I like Grammy. I'm going to keep it real. A lot of good content. A lot of, a lot of cool topics. You know, I, I feel, you know, fortunate to have an opportunity. Speaking of really, 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 you know, Yeah, it's Bruce Ed. That's shit. I, I like that, man. It's, it's the simplest shit. You go in there, you see the button, and then you're fading. Like, you're fucking up. You're fucking up. You were you were a headline guy, I'm and still then a headline guy. You know what I mean. You, for a while, you popped out. Now you're coming back. For I a while, back. for a while, it's you were actually you, you, know were running, I mean? you were running a gym. Tell us about that. Running a gym? weren't you running you a gym at some point? To be a news guy. <laughs> That's our research. You aren't. You aren't. This is ridiculous. I come on CNN, and the guy don't even know what he's talking about. Go ahead. You at no point were you running a gym? Um, no, no, running a gym. What, no, you, you need take a timeout. Jesus fucking Christ with these guys. I come on the news for two seconds and, and you want to say, every All time right. I do an interview, a guy wants to open his fucking mouth. Can't All right, even Andrew, do a little thank fucking you very much. We here. thought that you, you could know, hold like, back. Go fuck yourself. You know what?